At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome in. Happy Halloween. It is the Pro Football Blitz here on VSAN and VSAN.com, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon, live at the Circa Resort and Casino in fabulous downtown Las Vegas. My partner, James Salinas, is along. Via Denver, Colorado, as we wind down week eight in the NFL and start to look ahead to week nine. Good evening and happy Halloween to you. Look at my man, the Bears fan, the Bears, Mr. Salinas. You're all dressed up and proper for this Halloween evening. Brady, I think, you know, thanks to our <laughs> thanks to our great producer, Dan Miller, who's did this great rundown for the next three hours. I'm going to make a little <laughs> suggestion that we're just going to strictly speak to the best team, the only team that matters in the National Football League, that would be the Bears for the next three hours. And we've got lots to talk to considering what happened in that game from the first half to the second half, how my bets went sideways, but the season's not over, Brady. So if we can do that, let's have some fun tonight. Happy Halloween to you, my friend, and everybody else out there for Sunday night. Well, my friend, you Bears fan there, you look spectacular, and this is wonderful. We are going to have some fun. I dressed up as a Masters champion, James. I wore my green jacket. (laughs) 
Good for you. We need some champions. Considering how some of my bets went sideways today, I'm glad somebody's feeling like a champion for this evening. But we still got action. I got a lot of action going for tonight's games in, in the Sunday night football game. And then also we got a little action on the World Series going on. I know we're talking about football and lots of football to cover. But uh, uh, if you can excuse me for one second, not only am I the Bears fan, but tonight for baseball in the World Series, I am also the Braves. Let's go, Braves. Big play on the Braves. <laughs> five times for the Braves to finish off the World Series and finish it at home tonight in five games. The Braves are my team. All right. Very, very good. All right. Let's get to that Sunday night football game, of course, coming up here shortly in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It'll be the Vikings taking on the Dallas Cowboys. And the big question for the last few days would who would be doing the quarterbacking for the Dallas Cowboys? And it's now official. It will not be Dak Prescott. He is inactive for this game. It will be Cooper Rush getting the start at quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Will Greer is the backup. And now this line, James, has moved. Uh, I mean, we've seen it move all week long. Now a late push here when the final announcement came through that Cooper Rush will be starting. It's up to four and a half in favor of the Vikings with a total of 49. What is your last-minute handicap here before they kick off at U.S. Bank Stadium in about 15 minutes? Well, my handicap, Brady, and we talked about this yesterday and thinking about, well, what was all the, thinking about the line move or where it opened, roughly Dallas early in the week, two, two-and-a-half-point favorite to swing to three points when we talked about this on Saturday's show, figuring, all right, the guys in Vegas know something. What do they know? They're going to move that line significantly if he's not playing, which is huge. Dak Prescott has been sensational for the Dallas Cowboys coming back from injury from last year. How is that going to impact not only the line, but – for me, I talked about we didn't see much of an impact on the total. Now we're seeing the impact on the total as that total now is down to roughly 49, 49 and a half, depending on where you look out here in Colorado. That's where I went. I didn't play the full total for the game. I just played team total. I looked at the Dallas Cowboys, and it was at 24 and a half. Now, I had to pay a little juice for it. It was at a $1.30, but that's what I'm. my handicap was. Well, you've got Cooper Rush in here. Now, we don't know what to expect out of Cooper Rush to be able to throw the football down the field. But what we've seen since that first game in Tampa Bay, week one, that Thursday night opener to kick off the NFL season 2021, was after that, the, the Dallas Cowboys have really committed to running the football and great balance running the football. They've averaged nearly 200 yards a game on the ground since that first game in the opener at Tampa Bay. We suspect, we got to suspect they're going to continue to go doing what they've been doing, running the football. So I bet the under in this contest, four team total for the Dallas Cowboys at 24 and a half. Like I said, Brady, I had to lay a dollar thirty, so I had to lay some juice on it. But as soon as that word, I was sitting there waiting. When is that going to come out? When are those inactives coming out? Now I sit here looking at it, it's still sitting at 24 and a half, but now the juice has climbed all the way to a dollar seventy-five. So at least from the juice perspective, I had to pay some at a dollar thirty, but I'm not laying a dollar seventy-five. Well, the analysis certainly makes sense. You would uh, assume that Dallas is going to rely heavier on the run game than they might normally with Dak Prescott in the role of starting quarterback. Now, of course, Cooper Rush going to be asked really probably just to manage the game, run the football. And, and I tell you what, James, uh, even with this line now at four and a half, I still think Dallas has a really good chance to win this game outright with that rushing attack. You've also got Lael Collins back eligible for this game across that offensive line. Dallas rushes the ball for over five yards per carry 
And on defense, Minnesota can't stop the run. They're allowing 4.8 yards per rush. So I think that's a huge advantage for the Dallas Cowboys in this game, that rushing attack. And we really saw this throughout the NFL today. I don't know if having a backup quarterback in there last minute is the worst thing in the world because Minnesota hasn't necessarily game-planned entirely, at least, for Cooper Rush in the role of quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sure for at least the first part of the week, they were preparing for Dak Prescott, and we saw that with the Cincinnati Bengals. They've never seen a lot of film on Mike White. We saw that with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They were preparing for Jameis Winston, and Trevor Simeon got him. So I don't think this is the end of the world at all for the Dallas Cowboys with Cooper Rush in there. No, th- sitting here looking at where that number is, sitting at four and a half, I, I, I would lean towards the Cowboys in the side getting that four and a half at this point. You mentioned the the lack of, of run defense and how really it's soft. We talk about the Minnesota Vikings. It's, it's such a contrast. They have a great defensive line that gets after the quarterback. Through the first six games of the season for the Minnesota Vikings, 21 sacks, which through six games leads the NFL, at least it did prior to the day. But they can't stop the run. How physical are they going to be? And I think we saw that across the league. You just mentioned what happened in New Orleans with Trevor Simeon having to come in. Well, they were the more physical team. You think about New Orleans, and from start to finish, they were the more physical team up front on both sides of the football, actually. And I think that's what now you're going to rally the troops. Dallas knew pretty I'm, – I'm sure they knew. They, they had a really good sense that as a team, collectively, they were being very coy about it publicly. But as a team, collectively, internally, they knew that Dallas – Prescott this is just one game out of 17 for the Dallas Cowboys you don't need to win this game to put yourself in the playoffs and especially right now Brady where we're seeing the NFC East standings I mean Dallas leads and stands atop those standings and another loss for the Washington football team today it's just a bad it's it's a bad division to begin with so thinking about you don't want to put your 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 star quarterback in a position where you might lose more time give him another week to rest totally makes sense why he's not playing tonight and we all suspected that definitely the guys in Vegas the wise guys out there moving those numbers all the way to three now sitting at four and a half doesn't mean it's over. Doesn't mean it's finished. And I think we're going to see a very inspired effort out of the Dallas Cowboys. Going to be a strong rushing attack tonight. So sitting there at four and a half, I'm already sided on the on the total here with the team total going under 24 and a half for the Cowboys. But if I didn't have a play, that would be the play I'd like. I'd li- I'd take the Cowboys plus the four and a half at this point. It's a little bit too late in the game for me to get involved. I really could not find a strong edge in this game one way or another. I run two different sets of numbers as far as a stat crunch, and one of them came out Dallas favored by three. The other one came out Minnesota favored by three. Uh, I do think it was a good position either way to tease either Minnesota up to eight and a half or Dallas up to eight and a half. You could have gotten Minnesota plus eight and a half early in the week. And then, of course, Dallas plus eight and a half later in the week. Of course, you can get Dallas now over the key number of 10 if you do a six point teaser as well. Um, But I would uh, be betting on the Cowboys here. You know, it's a little bit of a lot of things we've discussed. The unfamiliarity with the new quarterback in there, Cooper Rush. And and you kind of alluded to it, too, James, the team rallying around, you know, the fallen hero theory. Dak's not in the lineup. We saw this with Geno Smith in the first game after uh, Russell Wilson went down when they went to play Pittsburgh. The Seattle Seahawks really rallied in that game and nearly won that game outright. They did cover the spread. I could see a similar response here from the Dallas Cowboys in this one. They know their star quarterback is on the sidelines and not active for this game. So it's next man up, that mentality for the entire rest of the Dallas Cowboys roster. And I think you will get an inspired effort like you mentioned. 
looking at the full game line, now we talked about it. It's up to four and a half for the game in favor of the Vikings. But if you look at the first half, it's sitting at minus three in favor of the Vikings, laying $1.20. So if you wanted to jump on the Cowboys, maybe thinking, all right, they're going to bring that effort for sure. But what happens in the second half? Let's say it's a close game, and now it comes down to Cooper Rush having to make some plays in the passing game. We just haven't seen it. So it's kind of hard to handicap. Do Is that somebody that we trust to be able to make some throws late in the third, maybe in the fourth quarter, in crunch time to, to get them within that number? I'm wondering now, Brady, what do you think? Would you rather take the Cowboys minus four or plus four and a half for the game or plus three in the first half plus 100? Well, I think you make a great point, and I think that is something that handicappers need to be aware of, that oftentimes betting the underdog in the first half is a really good formula to use because, you know, what you say there, uh, is that underdog going to be able to hang in for the entire game? Oftentimes they are inspired and they can keep it close for half the game, but eventually over 60 minutes, maybe that favorite is going to win outright. Uh, so yeah, I would be betting the uh, Dallas Cowboys in the first half as well. Now, four and a half is a pretty good number. Uh, you know, obviously you're over the key number of three, you're over the key number of four. So I, I would probably take either one, but uh, I, I wouldn't have a problem with Dallas catching the three points in the first half. Uh, Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins, he has struggled in his career against the Dallas Cowboys, just two and seven straight up and three and six against the spread versus Dallas. Also, you know, James, we watch Kirk Cousins uh, show up in prime time every year, and it seems there's always kind of that, you know, the boo birds talking about Kirk Cousins in prime time. Well, he is well below 500 in his career in prime time football games, just six and 13 straight up under the bright lights of prime time. So uh, we will see. I think it'll be an interesting game, and I think this cer certainly adds an element of, uh, of interest with Cooper Rush in the ballgame here for the Dallas Cowboys, and I think they'll be just fine. When we get back, we'll start taking a look at all the action that went down in NFL Week 8 this Sunday when we return right here on the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz right here on VSIN. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. And before we get to the Sunday slate for week eight, in the NFL, we want to take a look at the Monday nighter coming up that will close out week eight in the NFL. It'll be the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the New York Giants. And we bring in our man, Mick Schaefer. He's the sports director at Kansas City's KSHB 41 News in Kansas City. Mick, thank you so much for joining the program. And before we get to the big game going down at Arrowhead Stadium on Monday night, I want to ask you real quick about the Minnesota Vikings hosting the Dallas Cowboys. They will kick off here momentarily in Minneapolis and of course Cooper Rush will be at quarterback for Dallas and we've seen the line move here in Vegas uh, all the way up to five points now in favor of the Minnesota Vikings your total is at 49 any quick prediction or opinion on this one Mick you know what I uh I'm an Oklahoma State fan and Cooper Rush engineered the greatest last second win at Central Michigan over Oklahoma State several years ago (laughs) that I can't shake from my mind and I'm having, like, uh, just, just, just flashbacks from it, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to the Cowboys. I, I don't care what the line is. I think the Cowboys can win on the road tonight because I've seen Cooper Rush in action. And, frankly, across the board, I think the Cowboys are the, uh, are the better football team. All right, very good. All right, let's dive into the Monday Nighter. You, of course, cover the Kansas City Chiefs heavily there right on the scene. And, boy, uh, it's been uh, kind of a disappointing job, I guess, so far this year. Not a whole lot to cheer about with the Kansas City Chiefs. James and I were previewing all of these games on Saturday uh, in our edition of the Pro Football Blitz, and I was talking about really the separation in the NFL this year between the haves and the have-nots. You've got a handful of really good teams, and then you've got a lot of really bad teams And there are very few teams in the middle, very few average teams. And I think, you know, I hate to break it to you, but it looks like right now Kansas City has kind of fallen back into that average category. It's been a struggle for Kansas City out of the gate. I think that's a great assessment of them. They're a team that's going to beat bad teams and lose to good teams. At least that's what they've proven throughout the first half of the season so far. And that's what they are. And at the end of the, I mean, you you look at the schedule now, we've gone these last couple of weeks kind of, kind of forecasted it out, and I see an 8-9 and nine team and a 9-8 and eight team and a team that can maybe battle for a playoff spot. I mean, you have one more spot, right, in the AFC this year, and I think that's going to absolutely help the Chiefs, and they might need it. And so I think that's where they are unless they prove otherwise here in the back half. I mean, look, I think this is, 
this is about as must win as it can get, right? You you've got to beat a bad team here just to keep your head above water, really, with with the uh, the record, get back to five hundred. So yeah, no, they're 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 an average team. I think just based on their recent track record, they could vault up into that you know good team category. But we've been waiting for that since week two, and it's going on week eight here. We haven't seen it yet in Kansas City. Mick, give us your assessment of where Patrick Mahomes is right now. Obviously, the massive contract. We know what a special talent he is at the quarterback position. But I think with the struggles, we talk about, well, are the Chiefs an average team? I think there's plenty of units on that on that team that – Offensive line, are they average, maybe below average? Really didn't seem like they fixed the problems from last year. Defensively, definitely a below average unit at this point. To me, when I look at Patrick Mahomes, he's putting up numbers, a lot of turnovers, but I feel like he's having to have the pressure that knowing that his defense really can't get stops, that he's got to kind of play hero ball and make bigger plays as opposed to just letting the offense roll and and take what's there. He's got to make bigger plays, bigger splash plays, just knowing that the defense just can't get off the field and he's got to match score for score. What is your assessment so far with Patrick Mahomes through the first half of the season? Well, look, I mean, this defense has never been one that's going to win you any games in Kansas City. I, I would offer that it's always been a below-average defense, even in the last two years when they've made it to the Super Bowl. But Patrick Mahomes has been good enough, great enough to overcome that, and I feel like he's always kind of thrived on that. And that, like, you know, look, he went to Texas Tech, guys, where, where he knew every time he he went off the field, his defense was probably going to be uh, give up another score, and he was going to have to be great again. But here's my take on it, is that the NFL is so close, right? And if you drop off just a little bit, you can go from great team to average team. And I think the Chiefs have done just that. They're just a tick worse at about every position. Definitely defense. Offensive line isn't what it was the regular season last year. And at, at quarterback as well. Um, Probably a lot of those tip passes that he's gotten away with the last couple of years are, are, are coming back to haunt him now. They're getting knocked up in the air and intercepted. And because of that, he leads the NFL in interception. But you're right. He is playing a little more hero ball than usual. Now, look, there's, there's a fine line you want to cross there, right? Because, I mean, he's the one guy where you say, yes, please throw across your body instead of stepping out of bounds because he can make that throw. He's the guy going down that can turn and throw it left-handed. And, and make something happen. That stuff just hasn't happened this season, and that's kind of the line Chiefs fans are, uh, are towing right now. Okay, do, do you coach him down to more of this prototypical uh, NFL quarterback? And that's how defenses are wanting him to be. They're, they're giving him that check down. He's just not taking it on a regular basis. They're trying to coach him down to a Tom Brady, a guy that's going to engineer long drives, well, and he still has in the back of his mind that I can make this highlight real play. Defenses have finally kind of figured that out. It's now time for the Chiefs to kind of make that next chess move and see if they see if they can counter that. That is Mick Schaefer. He's the sports director at Kansas City's KSHB 41 News. You can also follow him on Twitter at Mick Schaefer. That's M-I-C-K-S-H-A-F-F-E-R. And Mick, let's talk about the Monday night game specifically. The New York Giants come to town, and they've been one of those teams that I put in the bad category, the bottom feeders in the NFL. They're really banged up with injury. Saquon Barkley and Kenny Galladay are out. It looks like Kadarius Tony and Sterling Shepard will probably be able to go, but it doesn't look like they are 100% either. Uh, they're catching 10 points, and that really seems like a lot to me. The Giants 
oddly enough, are in their best role as an underdog on the road. They typically find success when they're away from home and catching a lot of points, and they're getting a bundle here. Do you think New York can keep it close on Monday night? Absolutely. I think they can keep it close. I like the Chiefs to win, but look, guys, the Chiefs don't cover. The Chiefs don't cover. The Chiefs don't cover. Even in those Super Bowl years, they were, what, beating the Falcons by three points, right? Skating by the Raiders, um, needing to go, um, you know, into overtime some games. I mean, they just don't cover, and that's kind of an Andy Reid thing. I mean, he'll, in my opinion, he takes his foot off the gas a little bit too early in games. The Chiefs, you know, often before this year would get up to big leads and then just kind of hold on for dear life. So absolutely, I think even a banged-up Giants team can keep it close because the Chiefs have played up, like, you know, banged up. They played a banged-up uh, Titans secondary last week, and Mahomes had the worst performance of his life in the NFL. So that hasn't always mattered in these games. I do put the Giants in, a, in that bad team category, and I do expect the Chiefs to win. And if that happens, look, the Chiefs have four wins and three are against the NFC East. I think it is they're playing that division this year. Now they've got a date with the, uh, the Cowboys coming up later on this month. Um, but that, that's been kind of a lifesaver for them so far as they attempt to try to figure things out. Mick, thinking about the total tomorrow, it's sitting at 52, 52 and a half. As far as the, the collective total between these two teams, what do you consider the pace of play going on with Kansas City? We know they like to run tempo, and they, they'll run play in no huddle and, and make checks and, and call plays at the line of scrimmage, but I know it's going to be a little colder tomorrow. There might be some potential rain rolling in for Monday night football, and the fact that we just really haven't seen Kansas City have any consistency running the football now you think about this giants team is this a team that you think that for kansas city going game plan coming into this monday night matchup that might actually try to find some sense of balance not that it needs to be 50 50 but it can't just be strictly mahomes continuing to throw the football any chance we might see a slower pace game out of kansas city trying to find a running game against the giants yeah, good question there. I mean, they've been, uh, the, you know, Clyde Edwards, the has been out with the, uh, with the injury and their, their running game, which wasn't great to begin with, has been even worse ever, worse ever since he's been out. I still kind of like the over in this game. Look, this has been a Chiefs team before last week. Um, even with all the turnovers, they were leading the NFL at like three point something points per possession. They were overcoming all those turnovers. And when they weren't giving away, they were scoring points a lot of times to touchdown. Now, last week, that didn't happen. The Chiefs fans are kind of clutching their pearls and hoping that's an aberration because that's the, basically the only thing the, the Chiefs fans had to hold on to. Like, okay, they're turning the ball over, but once they figure that out, they, they're unstoppable. And they had been pretty much unstoppable until the Titans really, really stopped them last week. I'm going to chalk that up to more of an aberration. I think the offense can still move the ball down the field. I like the Chiefs over 30, but I, I like the uh, the Giants over 20. If you're giving me a 52-point um, over-under, I'm, I'm going to take the over there. All right, Mick, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate the preview of the Monday night game, and enjoy it, my friend. We'll do it again down the road. Will do. Can't wait, guys. Appreciate it. All right, that is Mick Schaefer, KSHB News in Kansas City. You can follow him on Twitter, at Mick Schaefer. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the Sunday night football game they have just kicked off. The Minnesota Vikings have the football first. And James, we saw some action at the last minute come in in Dallas, all the way down to three and a half here at Circa and down to four pretty much across the board. So some late action 
on the Cowboys as they are underway in Minneapolis. We'll come back with an update right here on the Pro Football Blitz at VSIN. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you here. Sunday night football. The Vikings are in the end zone and have a 7-0 lead over the Dallas Cowboys. They cash in on their very first possession. The Dallas Cowboys will get the ball for the first time. Still about 12 minutes left in the first quarter. 7-0 Vikings. But right now, it's time to play the world's favorite game show. It is Consider It, Book It, or Drop It. All right, Mr. Salinas, you know the game here. I will read a player's stat sheet. You are going to try and guess who the mystery player is. I will reveal it, and then we will decide if we want to consider making a bet, booking a bet on this player, or completely dropping any bet on this particular player. And for tonight, we are going to be talking about Offensive Player of the Year awards. And I will begin with player number one. This player has thrown for over 200, or excuse me, over 2,200 yards in eight games, ranking number one in the NFL amongst all quarterbacks. He has 17 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and a QBR of 63.1. They just lost their first game of the week. This team is one game away from pushing their preseason win total over, which was eight. As of 12 noon earlier today, Pacific time, he was 12 to 1 to win Offensive Player of the Year. You want to consider it, book it, or drop it on this young man? Well, I guess not too many teams have that many wins at this point in the season, Brady. So we've got to be talking about Mr. Uh, Kyler Murray, I assume. Indeed, Mr. Murray, quarterback, Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I guess I guess for thinking about where they are now, you know, suffered a tough loss at home on Thursday night as a big favorite. And sometimes we see that we see those numbers move and we saw a huge line move from where it was three, three and a half in favor of the Cardinals to six and a half. And some places seven is where I grabbed a seven out here on Thursday, closer to game time uh, to kick off. But I guess the one thing I'm concerned with right now is he, 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 wasn't a wasn't a bad game for Kyler Murray in that game, but he took a lot of hits, and he's taken a lot of hits the last couple games. He got tagged pretty good, and I think he got his ankle rolled up on, and one of those towards the latter part, maybe that last drive of the game when he got tackled somewhere around inside the red zone, and then even prior to that, even against the Texans, he took some serious hits. So. Teams are starting to play a little more coverage behind, not playing as much man, making sure they keep everything in front of them. And then when he wants to start to try to get outside that pocket and make some runs, you know, he's not he, he's a little short of stature there, Brady, and can and maybe a little bit frail just based on his body size and his type. I guess that would be my concern if I wanted to book it. I'm not gonna book it because we still have a long season to go. I know they got some time to to lay off, but he did have that ankle injury and not only the injury late in that game against the Packers, but the amount of hits he's taken recently, my concern would be if that continues, is his body structure probably not one that's going to hold up over the course of the second half of the season. 
What I like about it, uh, as far as Kyler Murray for Offensive Player of the Year, is the number has likely drifted after that loss. This guy was pretty much the favorite to win the MVP when when they were on that run, You know, especially after they beat the Rams. That was huge. Everybody was immediately in love with the Cardinals at that point. So maybe you can get a pretty good price now off of that loss to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, so I would consider it for that reason. Uh, player number two, James, uh, they were the uh, team that handed the Cardinals their first loss on Thursday night. This particular player has 52 catches, which is tied for second in the NFL, 744 yards and three touchdowns. He did miss the game on Thursday, could have been number one in the NFL in receptions, total yards, arguably the most dominant wide receiver in the league right now. Uh, earlier today, he was at 10 to one to win offensive player of the year. Uh, well, thinking about receiver, it's got to be Alan Lazard, right? Alan Lazard, player of the year offensively, <laughs> that's our guy. Yeah, he's he, he's yeah, the guy Devontae. that was, there you go, Devontae. The other, the other Green yeah, Bay. Yeah, Devontae Adams, Adams obviously, and he's a tremendous receiver. And talk about chemistry and tandem that those guys have together. Uh, just tremendous work together That, but with, with Aaron Rodgers. But ultimately, you know. He wasn't there, and what does Aaron Rodgers do? Figure out a way to go win the football game on the road. Sometimes it's just who, who can strap on a helmet, and it doesn't matter who's out there. He's going to make everybody better, does Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, I'm not taking anything away from Devontae Adams. Definitely would consider it, but we're talking about Offensive Player of the Year. Devontae Adams needs help to make plays, and who makes those plays for him? It's Aaron Rodgers. So, if anything, it's hard to say, well, Devontae Adams will be the Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year over Aaron Rodgers, when considering it's Aaron Rodgers that, yeah, not making Devontae Adams better because he's a great receiver, but man, is Aaron Rodgers just, does he just make everybody? We've seen it so many times over the years where, yeah, we know their record without Devontae Adams in the in the lineup. I think they're undefeated or 8-2, whatever that number is, uh, chuck up another win there. So probably not one I would book. I don't even know if I'd consider it. Honestly, I'd probably drop it, Brady. Yeah, you know, it's kind of unfortunate, and obviously you make a point that, you know, Devontae Adams needs help. If he's going to win this award, it has to be from Aaron Rodgers, who would kind of assert himself into the lead in that type of competition. Uh, and it seems, you know, these awards kind of always go to a quarterback. Um, but Devontae Adams, boy, man, I, I just love watching this guy. And I, I wonder if there's a bet where, I mean, it would be a long shot, but you would think they would almost be co-recipients of an award like this because they absolutely complement one another. They're, they're a joy to watch, those two. Gil Alexander always says that there's a string tied between these two guys, and it's like that. They, they just never seem to not connect on a passing play for the Green Bay Packers. All right, player number three here. Uh, this player leads the league in receptions with 63. He has a total of 924 yards, which is also first in the NFL. And amazingly enough, he leads the NFL in receiving touchdowns with 10. High-powered offense. He's a threat to catch the pass all the time. A bomb downfield or a possession receiver over the middle. This guy has really emerged into one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Earlier today, he was 8-1 to to win Offensive Player of the Year. Ten touchdowns. Ten touchdowns. Who's got ten touchdowns? They beat the Texans by a lot today. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. There you go. Cooper Cup. I I mean, this guy's become a player, hasn't he? 
Well, and you know what? Isn't he such a – you talk about – we talked about Kyler Murray being short of stature. So is Cooper Cup, but shifty guy, he's not one that's always running for the sidelines. Now he runs a lot of sideline routes, but he also runs a lot of routes in between the numbers, in between the hashes, and just so shifty. Tremendous route runner. Great hands for sure, but tremendous route runner. And then just his shiftiness – Yards after the catch. I'd be interested to see what those numbers are with Cooper Cup, because it's not just catch it and fall down or run to the sideline and get out of bounds. Just a tremendous receiver. And now talking about McVay and how he's blossomed within that offense. And McVay moving him around in all these different formations. He'll sometimes line up just off off tackle. He'll line up outside the numbers. Just He's such a tough matchup. He'll, he'll run him across the middle as well. So he's... Yeah, I think that's another one where thinking about maybe there's sometimes when you talk about the uh, and again these are these are subjective votes and we know that somebody like Cooper Cup when we think about where the NFL is today and somebody that can run the whole route tree has tremendous hands and is not one to just go to he's constantly looking for making plays after the catch yards after catch I definitely would consider. I think he's a tremendous receiver. And you talked about already 10 touchdowns, the way that that Rams offense is rolling. Yeah, halfway through the season, I think we can see we might be able to, might even double that. Yeah, I would consider it as well. And it seems like there's more of a disconnect just as far as where the award is tied to with Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford than the case that we're looking at for Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. you, you know how, what kind of spotlight he garners. He, he would probably win that award over Adams. But I feel like Cooper Cup could win it Without, you know, Matthew Stafford kind of overshadowing him, Cooper Cup has certainly emerged as an absolute star for the Los Angeles Rams in this league. Uh, one more here before we get out of here, James. This player leads the league in rushing attempts with 219. He also has a total of 937 yards rushing. That's also first in the league. Has 10 rushing touchdowns and also has a touchdown pass this season. Uh, they are alone atop their division. This team has scored 25 points in their last four games on average, and he has been a massive help for the running game for this high-octane offense that won an overtime earlier today. It's got to be Mr. Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans. And this is just what we see, Brady, out of, out of Derrick Henry, just the workhorse that he is. Now, kind of got bottled up. You know, the Colts were going to be wary of it and weren't going to let. He had gone four straight games over 100 yards rushing against the Colts. Did not happen today. 68 yards today on 28 carries, less than 2.5 yards per carry. Last two games didn't break the century mark and teams are going to start stacking the boxes and make Tannehill have to make plays and make passes down the field I think you consider it but there's ways to take away the running game and we've seen that happen to Derrick Henry the last two weeks at least when it comes to putting up stats yeah uh you know maybe the odds will drift a little bit on him because of those last two performances he's a real short shot right now at just plus 350 the Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November 5th through November 7th, and VSIN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on-location updates for all the action. Visit vsin.com slash SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million-dollar top prize. That's vsin.com slash SBNC. Super Bowl of Sports Betting, the National Championship coming up next weekend. We'll be back in just a moment on VSIN.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have some great news for our Colorado based VSIN fans. That's you, James Salinas. We partnered with Altitude Sports Radio. And starting Monday, all your favorite VSIN shows, including this one, can be heard live on Altitude Radio 950 AM in Denver. Extremely excited about this partnership that brings VSIN to a great sports city with a growing audience of sports bettors. Tune in to hear all the VSIN shows live on Altitude Radio 950 AM in Denver starting Monday. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz. Sunday night football going on in Minnesota, and Dalvin Cook for a nice scamper there on first down. Gets about 12 yards for another first down for the Minnesota Vikings. 7 to nothing right now, Minnesota in the lead. Your in-game line is 10.5 in favor of Minnesota. Your total at 49.5. The game closed right around 49 as far as the total, so no real change there. Uh, Cooper Cup, uh, not too bad for Dallas in his start uh, there. James was 4-5 of five, uh, for 38 yards on the first Dallas uh, offensive possession, but then Greg the Leg. Uh, missed a field goal attempt. I believe that was uh, in the neighborhood of 45 yards or so. Cooper Rush took a sack, and then uh, it uh, made that field goal a little bit more difficult. But Greg the Leg missed.
misses. And so seven to nothing remains the score. Minnesota still on offense here and your in-game line now down to seven and a half in favor of the Minnesota Vikings. Your total still at 49 and a half as they face second and seven. James, uh, let's look back at what we saw earlier today in the NFL in Week 8. The Miami Dolphins visiting the Buffalo Bills. The Dolphins came in on a six-game losing streak. Buffalo was also off of a loss, but also a bye. And this was an incredibly slow game for nearly the first entire three quarters of the ball game. Just a 3-3 score, and then finally the Bills got it going. We talked about the Bills' struggles in the red zone in our preview of this game on Saturday. They barely got into the red zone at all those first three quarters on Sunday. They really took the money all week long and then took some more money on Sunday morning. This line closed at 15 and a half, 26 to 11, your final. And it was a touchdown scramble by Josh Allen in the final seconds that really got Buffalo backers the cash. But there's a lesson in uh, getting the best number for you, James, as those who bought on 15 and a half very late in the game uh, did not cash that ticket as Buffalo wins by 15. Well, and it it was really thinking about the first half, the first half tied at three going into the third quarter. And just I think for Buffalo now, we're seeing teams playing a lot more zone, a lot more coverage, not blitzing as much. And we know Josh Allen can improvise, make plays with his feet. He was the leading rusher today for the Buffalo Bills. Eight carries, 55 yards. Obviously, a majority of those just coming out of broken plays and trying to make some plays down the field and then taking off and running because he is a good athlete and can make those types of plays. But... Got to start to have some more of a running game here, and that's where the Bills really struggled. Aside from that, between Singletary and Moss, 15 carries between them, 47 yards total rushing the football. And I think now it's like any other team. They get paid on the other side to make plays, to watch film as coaches, and make adjustments. And we're seeing that now as the season progresses against the Buffalo Bills. We saw it against the Titans the, a couple Mondays ago when they were uh, after their or prior to their bye for the Bills. Kind of felt like, all right, the Bills would have two weeks to try to figure out their red zone woes, see if they can get the running game going back up and adjust to what teams are doing to them defensively with playing a lot more softer coverage, keeping everything in front, not letting the big plays happen over the top. Still not happen. Still committing to throwing, throwing, throwing the football. And 42 attempts throwing the football today, 15 carries out of the running back position for the Buffalo Bills. That's not a recipe, especially as we start to get to the second half of the season. We know the weather's going to start to change. Teams are kind of copy. It's a copycat league, Brady. We know that, and teams are seeing, hey, you play a lot of coverage. You don't have to blitz a lot. You don't have to constantly blitz. Let's sit back, make them have to be patient right now. Yeah, they were able to get by the Miami Dolphins just like everybody else has for the most part this season against Miami, but stiffer competition on deck for the Buffalo Bills. Didn't see the adjustments today to say that this is a team that's going to be able to figure this out as the season progresses. Well, not too stiff next week anyway, as the Buffalo Bills travel to Jacksonville. Their uh, Florida-themed tour here continues next week. Uh, Of course, coming off the Dolphins this week, they'll take on the Jacksonville Jaguars next week. The line over the summer in this game was 6.5 in favor of Buffalo on the road. I have a feeling it's going to be higher than that. The Dolphins... They return home to host the Houston Texans, James. Miami was made a a 7.5-point favorite on the earliest lines released back in June. Uh, Must-see TV, right? The Dolphins and the Texans next week? 
Must must uh, turn TV off. TV is what that is. The Dolphins and the Texans. Man, we've we. I know we talked about it yesterday, and I think we're. It's going to be a continuing theme through this week, through next week, and through the rest of the season. The haves and the have-nots will continue to separate themselves. And now, when you're having the not the have-not have-not bowl with, between the Dolphins and the Texans. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see what the, where that goes and who even wants to get involved. For me, if I bet it, I'm the eye test guy. I gotta watch it. Yeah, it's. I don't want to ju- jump to conclusions right now. We'll know. We'll we'll take our time and see if we can find angles when we look at any game and trying to bet whether it's game side total player props, what have you. But right now, that is definitely not an enticing game that I would want to get involved with. The Carolina Panthers began the season 3-0, and then they lost four in a row. Today they were on the road at Atlanta, who had won three out of their last four. This line was at three all week long in favor of the Falcons, but Carolina saw the money this morning as the number got to as low as one and a half in favor of Atlanta. Not a real pretty game here, James, but Sam Darnold avoided turning the ball over. That was a huge deal. 19-13, to your final. The Panthers are back up to 500. They're at four and four on the season. Atlanta drops to a game under 500 at three and four. And I got the teaser leg home plus nine on the Panthers cashed like we talked about on Saturday. And when we previewed this game in the Pro Football Blitz on Saturday, James, we talked about Carolina and their defense. Their defense certainly uh, played a big part today, as well as Sam Darnold not throwing any picks. Not throwing any picks for Darnold, but didn't throw many completions either. 13-24 for Sam Darnold for 129 yards. So pretty much, I think he was just underhanding the football to whoever was closest at the line of scrimmage for him. And unfortunately for Darnold, he took a severe hit. He got hammered late in that game somewhere down when they were driving into the red zone. Did not return concussion. He really got tagged in that game. and. Yeah, on the other side, not a great game from Darnold, although he did not turn the ball over. So I guess when you've played as poorly as as Sam Darnold has the last few weeks, when you don't turn the ball over, you got nowhere else to go but up. So in that case here, looking at the other side, really ugly performance from the Atlanta Falcons trying to move the football. And that's really what we talked about when we previewed this game, Brady, was we're getting involved here. It's on the Carolina Panther defense to keep this team competitive. That's exactly what they did today, holding the Atlanta Falcons to 13 points. Matt Ryan, who had been really starting to find their way, getting involved with with both Ridley getting in the offense as as well as the, the rookie Kyle Pitts. Well, Ridley, for whatever personal reason, was inactive today, kind of last-minute scratched, wasn't out there offensively. And Kyle Pitts really got shut down, just two catches for 13 yards. So great game plan by the Carolina Panthers on the defensive side to shut down the passing game. Matt Ryan, 20 out of 27, but he was throwing passes underhand just like Darnold was, only had 146 yards total offense and total passing the football. So And two interceptions from Matt Ryan today. So really just kind of an ugly game all the way around, and it was defense that won out in Carolina Panthers versus the Atlanta Falcons. Talking about the defense, by far the better defense is on the Panthers' side. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the developments with that Calvin Ridley story. Uh, Certainly one of the best wide receivers in the league and definitely the number one wide receiver on the Atlanta Falcons, and I think it did make a difference with him not in the lineup today, but uh, has come out and said he's going to remove himself from football for a while. I guess, uh, you know, having some mental health issues and whatnot and just not feeling good 
about things and wants to take a step away from football for a moment. So I actually applaud a guy for doing that. There's much more important things than football. Uh, unfortunate for the young man and certainly the Atlanta Falcons. And, you know, as betters, we do have to figure that into our power rating of this team and, and how big of a blow is that going to be to the Atlanta Falcons going forward, James? Yeah, and, and that speaks to I know everybody wants to lines come out. We have our, our opening line show coming on right after us with JVT and Matt Humans and looking to jump on lines and seeing some value there early. But then it speaks to the fact that for me, the value is on player availability and those inactive reports. Those are key, too. We had no idea what was going on with Calvin Ridley. So personally, hope everything works out for him whenever he gets back onto the football field for the Atlanta Falcons. But uh, knowing who's actually going to be out on the field for me is something that's more important than getting that early line value because he's a big piece of that offense, and I'm not sure what, what kind of impact that had, not only on the game plan, but also psychologically for the Atlanta Falcons going, in, going into this matchup, which ultimately they only put 13 points up on the board, Brady. All right, just about 50 seconds left in the first quarter there in Minneapolis between the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings. Dallas currently with the ball, trailing 7 to nothing. They are at about midfield, just about a yard to go. Looks like third and one for them to convert and keep this drive alive. Minnesota down to a five-and-a-half-point favorite in the live market. We'll be back with more on the Pro Football Blitz in just a moment. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. 